you know, if you, how many here read the, uh, or heard the uh, testimony on, on Tucker last night? Did you see it? Uh, Bobolowski? Yeah. Oh, you didn't see that? No. Oh, well, it's probably on YouTube. Um, what that guy did uh, for the Bidens is pretty much what I have done as I've been self-employed. Um, how long? My Lord, I mean... Uh, 40, 45 years until, yeah, he was the, uh, what had happened was that whenever these guys who've got a lot of money um, want to do something, most of them, and this is the, the Lord bear me witness on this, people who have money don't have enough sense to come out of the rain. They're stupid. And uh, for a lot of times I resented that because basically uh, I was a guy that would normally come in and clean the mess or get it started up and then they don't need you anymore because they're making money, uh, that sort of business. And um, uh, then I realized, well, the Lord said, that's how I keep you employed. <laughs> so I, I understood that and uh, it works. God makes the rich, he makes the poor, and the rich uh, nearly, uh, usually need the poor to, um, uh, to keep them going. Um, and prayerfully, they'll be um, honest and right and just, and they'll they'll share the uh, the profits with the people. And anybody who's ever worked for me, and I think I showed uh, Johnny this. I don't think I told you guys this that people remember me fr from years that worked with uh, worked for me. I always like to say worked with me, and um, and they knew I never balanced uh, my my profit and loss statement on their backs. Never, never. Never. I, uh, Jason will bear witness with my son that basically we, we would take less ourselves to give them more. And we always felt that way. And God always blessed us. But uh, with that said, he, uh, this guy, uh, is, I mean, he's got the goods. I mean, he is a, uh, they hired him on to be a, a CEO for a holding company, an LLC, a limited alignment corporation. And... Um, uh, by which that all these different partnerships that Joe Biden, his brother, um, uh, 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 Joe's brother, what's his name, Robert, Robert yeah. Biden, huh? Jim, Jim Biden, Jim, yeah. yeah, and uh, were creating with all these uh, foreign uh, countries, and they were going to put it under one holding company. It's like an umbrella, you know. It's like uh, Pepsi owns Taco Bell, and it owns several different franchises with that. Uh, franchisors, uh, franchisees, franchises, franchises, and uh, uh, and basically, uh, as they're going along, um, this guy was uh, promised by uh, the CPC, um, a, the Chinese corporation, that they were entering the partnership, who's who was working, uh, who was part of the Communist Chinese Chinese Party, working with Chi. Um, uh, and uh, basically, they wanted to uh, open a company up, and this was going to be a holding company, and they were promised. Uh, Five million to the company for operating capital, their investment, and five million, million to go to um, uh, the Bidens. And uh, with that said, this guy is working out of his own pocket for six months. And I've done that, and uh, and uh, basically not getting any money. And it didn't, he starts to feel like something something ain't right here. He met with Joe Biden twice, and um, but uh, he was never referred to in documents by name. He was always the big guy, or the chairman, and um, consequently. Um, when he heard uh, Biden uh, deny anything to do with uh, China and, and stuff like that, this guy said, you know, he's got to come out. Plus, he knew he was, he was uh, 
screwed himself by them and uh, basically he, he had, and especially he said that when he was watching on television and saw uh, this, this company, the CPC and the, the guy who was the chairman of that uh, with Chi uh, negotiating with Russia, uh, he said, I don't want nothing to do with this because the guy actually was an intelligence. He actually, he said, interesting, he was at Q level uh, clearance, which was very high. And uh, and then he said a call, but he's got all the tapes. The guy's smart. He's he's got a, it's he's got multiple copies. They're in the hands of the FBI. They're in the hands of Rudy Mayor. Uh, the Bidens are cooked. So, anyways, uh, even even with the, uh, the the fact that they were talking about it, that basically um, that uh, when he had concerns, what are we doing? He said this. He said we're entering into uh, territories that really is questionable and he said that you know you said that uh, your dad wants to run for president and he said these these are compromising things that uh, won't go us oh well no we, what we how we have set this up was uh, plausible deniability and so consequently uh, uh, this guy was very shortly out of that and then he kept his mouth shut until uh, he heard the lie that this like that and then he, he couldn't take it anymore as a patriot he, he came forward no no, you're having uh, the greatest uh, in in the history of American history that I know of, and uh, this is uh, pretty much what we got to uh, to look forward to. Well, and there was a, a public relations shot for Biden showing him driving his Corvette, and 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 he was basically saying, you know. This may be one of the last times I, I, I get to drive like this because the Secret Service isn't going to, to <laughs> let me. And then it zeroed in on his license plate on his vet. It's a big guy. Mmm. <laughs> you saw it? Mm, okay. Big quarterback guy, too. Yeah. So it, uh, it hurts me when he talks Zuckerberg about it. Zuckerberg is tied into it. 2014, Involved in it? Wow. Yeah, it's uh, it's rotten and ranked to the core. Yep. You, you know, what does the media gain by doing this? Power and money. Um, Power and money, and that's uh, how they said they had, and this is a phenomenal moment. Was it 25 or was it 45 former national security officers who said that the, uh, that this was Russian collusion? Was it 45? I thought it was 45. That's just an astronomical number. And, um, well, that's what I, I had inquired from a guy who would know, and he told me they're being paid a lot of money. And that's where it goes back to what uh, the, the good book, and only in your King James Bible, the only Bible that says it right, is the love of money is the root of all evil. All the other ones said is a root of evil. No, the love of money is the root of all evil. You want to know what evil is uh, and what's the fruit of it? It's, you're seeing it right there. And uh, it's just tragic that um, the um, that we've come to this in this nation. And I don't believe you guys uh, uh, for one second believe that this is all going away, right? Yep. 
I don't know why. Why do Fox News have people like that on there? And it's just like uh, the uh, the one um, host there. She's yeah, yeah. Well, she ha she had her start on MTV. So what, what do you what do you what else do you expect, right? Well, fair and balanced, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, it's uh, what's interesting now is that uh, Christopher Ruddy, uh, Newsmax, they're starting a whole new news channel, and he's pretty straight. And um, I actually spoke with him in 1998 uh, when he was just getting out on the Internet and starting his um, Internet newspaper with uh, Joseph Farah starting World Net Daily. He's a solid guy. He, he leans, he's, he's neo-evangelical and uh, kind of soft on the Catholics and stuff like that, but I believe that he'll report at least the truth. And, um, you know, we'll, ju we'll just, just see how it goes. Now, uh, I've, I've polled some people uh, personally, uh, some good spiritual deep people, and uh, they, they all said, so what's your gut? They all, and I'm kind of in the same um, mind as that I believe that Trump will be reelected. And um, and I, but I I have no aversion to uh, that things are going to get better in the sense of um, all this is going to go away. Um, the evil. Steve Ban uh, Stan Bannon or Brennan. Ban uh, Bannon, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Yep. It's it's just one big um, family, yeah, uh, of of just corruption and um, and you know don't deceive yourself, guys. Do not deceive yourselves. Um, Satan is still the god of this world, and uh, his spirit still works in people who are in, or lost to some greater degree or less degree. We talked about possession. And uh, <coughs> the uh, um, thing that we have before Trump, and, and this is the pretty much the greatest and probably the only prophetic word outside of the absolutely written text as it is written in its historical and prophetical form uh, that God gave me outside of that was that Trump uh, was going to be a temporary window for us. And he's got very special, uh, and I, at some point in time, um, people who have been here and seen and heard, uh, I, I believe that uh, he's uh, the Trump of God. And uh, I believe that America still has uh, a very prominent place in God's purposes. And um, uh, he's the man-child of Revelation 12 and Isaiah 66, the one that would come and uh, give a temporary shield to the Jews to prosper in the last days. He's uh, the, uh, the Cyrus. We've already known that. They like that. He's the fourth horn of Revelation, uh, Zechariah chapter one, and he's the uh, um, uh, he's he's the uh, uh, a pattern after Josiah. And I believe that his work is not done if the whole Isaiah 44 and 45 um, pattern runs true. He Trump will will finish when he builds up Jerusalem and Judea. And lays the foundation to the temple. That's what I said that Cyrus did. And then it'll be over. And that can happen very easily uh, in the next four years. And um, 
I'm hoping and, and believing a lot of us guys, and we're not we're not uh, these quacky wackies that are on the uh, the internet uh, with all this prophecy stuff. It's just quackery, just quackery. Um, but uh, there's you know. Uh, a good name is uh, to be chosen rather than great riches, and basically, um, uh, the name of Trump, uh, you know, was given to him and Donald by his uh, parents. He had no choice of it, so it's sovereignly that someone names you. And as I've showed you before, that uh, Donald means uh, world ruler, and around the world he's known as the Donald. And basically, God made him rich for a reason, for this time, for this hour. And uh, and it talks about in Revelation 12, the man child. Who is not Christ? He's someone else different. All right. He's not the child that was that Israel gave birth to. This is something different, as you read in its context. But he was meant to rule the world, but he was caught up to, you know, uh, to the Father and to His throne. And uh, so that, I, I looked at that Trump Pence, like Trump it, like the the rapture kind of deal. And then when you look at the study of the history of America, and especially in um, Isaiah chapter 18, it talks about uh, a special nation that God raises up. And it talks about when you hear, when you hear the Trump, listen. They, oh, I've got them down. And this isn't stuff I got from off. And because I don't listen to these guys, this is stuff that God gave me. But that's the only prophetic thing that God gave me, because as I told you, the sign was that when the Lord was showing me what was going on there with Isaiah 44 and 45, that I asked for a sign, because I said I cannot teach something that I feel like you're showing me. I mean, you're giving me something. Uh, without uh, you giving me a sign, and when I told you that basically uh, he told me that uh, in the first election it would be Pennsylvania that would give him the Electoral College vote, and it did, and that was the first time ever. So, and then God showed me some other things. So I know this is divine time we have right now, but it's only a short window. Yeah. Don't don't even deceive yourself. Yep. That that's not the King James. In the King James, it says, in the latter end, you'll, you'll consider, is it? Oh, that's new. I, I, brother, that's, uh, that's sister, I'm like a banker who's seen real notes no, and what I, I know, fall carpet notes. No, but no, no, but that, uh, that's why I tell people you need to read Jeremiah because that phrase is repeated um, a couple times uh, uh, to, uh, towards really with Israel and us, and then also the other time with, uh, with the, the, the nations that Jeremiah is called to preach to. And um, and that's why I say that book is for us for right now. Yes. Jeremiah never accomplished in it, and um, and. But he's telling us that we'll know when it's our time to know. We don't need to know. He knows what he's doing, and he has everything in hand. And I don't think Mr. Trump is done yet either. No, he's not so. by by far. If I feel that, but. Um, one of the things, and, and I don't know if you guys were here, that I did a little bit of a, a Jeremiah, and that is that basically um, the uh, uh, Jeremiah, when he found the book, everybody knows the story. I think every preacher and his brothers preached on it when the the, the, the king Josiah found the book in the in the uh, temple, when he sent to repair it and tear down the false ones. Um, he read it and he tore his garment. He said, "My Lord." And, um, and from that point in time, he sent uh, his, uh, some of his cabinet members, let's call, 
to, to to hear the word of the Lord. He wanted to hear from a prophet. And um, and anyways, they came to a woman who was at the college at Jerusalem. Um, in the I guess the seamstress factory is what it lends to uh, what it says in, in uh, King James is that uh, <coughs> or the wardrobe I should say, and uh, and they asked her what. Uh, 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 what, what about this? Uh, what's going on? And she said, you, you tell the, the one that sent you. I didn't say the king. She knows who the king. But she tell the one to tell you that the judgment of the Lord is, is going to keep continuing. He's going to destroy this place. And then the secondly, she said, but for, as for him, you tell him because his heart was tender and he wanted to do right. He won't see it in his days. And so if, Jer if, if, Jer if Josiah is the pattern of Trump, is that, like I said before, the same thing is going on here. We're seeing judgment at the same time we're seeing the prosperity and the things that Trump is doing. Because the judgment is, is only the beginning. It's not going away. Just like that verse said, uh, it said it's going to finish and complete the work that God has. But I will tell you this, if you get anything from my preaching and teaching, is this is not a time to be messing around with the Lord or with the work of God. It's not a time. It's a time for Christians to be serious because I believe with all my heart and soul as the promises I have in this book as I read through one Bible, all the promises, I recorded them, that God promises to the righteous who are living right and doing right. You will be protected, fed, and safe, and prosper during that time. It's Bible. And um, in, in the, the, because what's coming, what's coming is so horrific that I'd, I'm telling you right now, Americans, especially those who will be left behind, have no idea. Now, how much of that we'll see this side of the rapture, I don't know. And that's the big $64,000 question. But we still will be protected, will be fed. And, um, and, and I want to, to reassure you that. But also, because someone says they're righteous, uh, no, protect you, because Ecclesiastes is very, how the Lord judges the righteous and uh, the unrighteous. And, and, and that's why, as I have given before, is Jeremiah was uh, told not to marry. You okay, brother? Are you okay this morning? Um, Jeremiah was told not to marry, uh, as, as well as Ezekiel, when his wife died, God didn't even let him go to the funeral to attend his wife. You know that, right? And, uh, and as he said, because basically, if these five men, Job, Noah, um, Samuel, uh, Moses, and Daniel will be for me, two of them are in Jeremiah 23, three of them are in Ezekiel 14, he said, they would only save their own hides. They won't save their wives or their kids. So when, when the levee breaks, it's going to break. And that's why I was thinking this morning uh, on just a meditating thing is how the Lord said as, as he gives the signs of his return, that he says that a, that a good man of the house won't cause his house to be broken up. Now, I don't know what that means. I mean, that means that maybe they're all not all saved when, when the Lord returns. Um, I, that could mean uh, that could mean a lot of things. You know what I'm saying? Uh, they get carried away with the judgment. Uh, this house, uh, you know, they say you can't uh, get any food unless you take this vaccination, this mark. Uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of applications can go there. But obviously in the context, it talks about when the Lord returns. 
And then it's strange enough in other places where it says two men shall be in one bed. <laughs> one will be taken, one will be other. You know, let your head think. Two women grinding at a grindstone, one will be taken, one will be left. Uh, that's, the, uh, that's the deal that happens in the tribulation period and at the end. So it's kind of hard to place it. But, um, but definitely before Jesus sets down and the millennial kingdom starts. So um, it's not a time to be messing around. It really isn't. And, um, and the thing that the Lord has impressed upon me uh, very powerfully is that uh, it's the parable of the, uh, uh, the work is called the work in the vineyard in Matthew chapter 20. And that is that he started at the, at the first hour, which would have been 6 a.m., hired him, gave him a penny a day, uh, came at uh, the next uh, time period was 9 o'clock and sent them all out, then came at 12 o'clock and sent them all out, then sent them out at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, sent them all out for three hours worth of work because the work day stopped at 6 p.m., 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. But at the 11th hour at 5 p.m., he called the last group of people, and that's us. And they got the same pay as everybody that worked three hours. Because I believe that you know the labor is worthy of his hire, as the good book says. And I believe that what we're facing and what we're having to deal with is, is such as an intense thing that basically uh, we're, we're going to get well rewarded for it. Because I'm telling you right now, I don't believe there's ever been a harder time to, uh, to live the Christian life, to stay faithful, uh, than it is right now. It's different when you've got a sword pointing at your throat. When those huge things come, Christians have a, rally, have a tendency to rally up. But when it's the constant plucking um, from work, the constant plucking of your friends, the constant plucking of even those of your own household, tearing you down, you're trying to, to do it for the Lord, and the constant like that, and then the constant filth that's coming in through your eyes, the constant lies and, and, and blasphemy and abomination that's coming in your ears. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a tough time to be a real, true, salt and light Christian. I'm telling you. I've seen 45 years I've lived it. And this is, uh, this is beyond the pale. And every Christian that I've talked to, I've asked them, did you think it'd be like this? And every single one of them said no. They never could imagine like this. This constant demonic pressure on you and constant uh, uh, just stuff. And that's why I talked about last week. You were, you were, here, were here last week and I talked about... Um, you know, demonic. By the way, I did a study on, on uh, the population, and um, they, they put the uh, population um, up, up into, there was one math scientist put it up in the trades. I thought that was ludicrous. I was going to email it to you uh, last night, but I just. I have a question about that that really uh, bothered me, and, and I know we're not getting onto your study, but, but you said last week that you believed that we as Christians could be. But it's by degree. Um, not oppressed, but we're talking about a real well, but, but let me just sure. my question. All right. The Holy Spirit yep. dwells in me. Mm -hmm. There is no uh, there is no room for darkness and light to dwell together. Correct. So how does that happen? This possibly cannot possibly possess me. Um No, it's not. It's not. It's just. It's just. Get, you know, got to conflate some scriptures together to bring light to it. Um, one of the greatest overstatements of Christians is, "Greater isn't He that is in me than He is in you." Oh yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah. Well, how much power of the Holy Spirit do you have in comparison to Paul? He had a messenger of, of Satan attached on him. Attached, but yeah. not. Yeah. Well. Test. I mean, there's a difference. 
Well, there is, and 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 that's why I'm saying um, is it's a matter of semantics and terminologies. That's why I use the word, as far as a Christian, that the devil is a squatter. And that's why it says, give neither place uh, to the devil. Place. Don't give him place on you. Paul says to buffet him in the flesh. So he was attached to him. And you just got to remember, the, uh, the soul and the spirit um, have been saved. Despite what anybody tells you, those two things have been saved. But what has not been saved is your flesh. Do you know that? All right. Why do you think whenever Paul ran into a heretic like Hymenaeus, what did he do to him? Why did you think Paul, when they had that uh, young man that was uh, sleeping with his mother, uh, his stepmother, what, what did he do to him? He called him out, but he gave him a judgment. Both the heretic and, and the, uh, the immoral, uh, immoral guy. He put him over to Satan. He delivered him over to Satan. For the destruction of the flesh. Okay. Which would explain why so many Christians die early. Have, <laughs> have problems yep. with obesity, alcoholism, smoking. You know, it's our flesh. Yep. That yep. That. Yep. And and so um, you know, uh, and and so when I that's why I said, and I I got to be careful because like I'll say things and. And I know what I'm meaning and thinking, but other people don't, and and I sometimes I. But, but if you say it's a matter of semantics, I'm happy with that. That's yeah, it, and that's why I say it's a matter of degree, and and uh, and maybe uh, like we have encounters of the third kind, maybe we should have uh, uh, possession of the third, kind, you know, or the second kind of first. The first kind is is can be I think it's spiritual. It's things that thoughts that the devil puts inside your head and things like that. The second kind is where he really attaches to your flesh, and basically, um, you're giving him legal right to be there, and he's going to wreak havoc. And then, probably uh, of the third kind would be uh, total possession. A person's lost, and the devil's taking complete control. And um, and like I said, when I told you the story about Janet, she, uh, you know, she, I, I thought she was saved. She wasn't saved. She was she was a pretender. And so the minute she trusted Christ like that, uh, I had a guy that was named, uh, his name was Junior, he came from Texas, and uh, followed him and t Toby and Tammy. I led Tammy uh, to Christ and brought uh, search and rescue Toby and, uh, at the Air Force Academy. And they, uh, they heard I was doing a work in New England, uh, and they, they came out. And Toby, uh, I, I forgot about uh, Toby. Uh, uh, he was his cousin, Junior. I can't remember his last name. It'll come to me. It just came to mind. But uh, he had uh, the, uh, a problem with... Um, is it incubus or succubus? Which one's the female? Which one's the, the male? Succubus is the male? Uh, so incubus is the, is the male. Incubus? Okay. So anyways... Um, what happened was that, uh, and, and people had witnessed it, was that he'd be sleeping at night and literally his mattress would fold him over like a hot dog and begin to rape him. And, uh, and they brought him to me. And uh, basically, uh, he, um, you know, he, he said he could feel a, a male. And that he was not saved. He professed to be saved. See, that's not a total possession. See what I'm saying? 
and uh, but anyway, so what the, the long story of it was um, is that uh, I prayed, went through him, walked uh, uh, him through, uh, uh, you know, salvation. I said, well, let's just make sure we got it right. And so he prayed, and he knew what he was praying about. And um, and then I asked complete deliverance over him, prayed, and, and basically he never had a problem after that. It stopped immediately. But this guy had been raped since he was a baby, I mean, constantly. Uh, and that's why I was telling you this, is that some of these uh, uh, Christians who have these insane, like um, uh, Jeff, uh, not Jeffrey Dahmer, I'm sorry. Um, oh, um, the, you know, you and I talked about him last yeah, time. He yeah, he came here purposely. You know that, right? Because he knew the death penalty would, would be put on, and he wanted to end. No, no. Casey. No. no um, Dobson No, he he was already saved. What Dobson had found out was that he was saved as a young age, as a young man. Uh, but he 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 can control himself. Who was the mass murderer that? That they, they electrocuted him, the whole lights in Florida blinked when he went on. Do you know who I'm talking about? Oh, my gosh. I think it's on the tip of my tongue. It's terrible. They arrested him at the service station on Fairfield. Yep. Yeah. Um, wow. I did not know that. The service Bundy. Bundy. Thank you. I asked the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So, anyways, he, so um, here's, here's a guy that has... Here's, here's, here's a guy that uh, could not control himself, exactly. and yet he was saved. And, and uh, Dobson, Dr. Dobson went through him like this, and he said he, he knew he was saved. He said, after I get through, he said there would be such horrible guilt and, and stuff like this. And he said, I just, you know, uh, basically, I, I just couldn't control myself. And see, that's where I'm talking about in degrees of, of uh, possession. Um, uh, and, and, and you want to see a lighter thing in this? Now, guys, I'm not picking on anybody, okay? All right? But in a less degree, you can see people who can't control this. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and you see people who can't control this. Right. And Yeah, I've seen guys who couldn't. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, uh, and then the testimony I've had in counseling with people is that they, they, they said, Pastor, I, I don't want to do this. I've, I've got a tape someplace uh, on one of my things on one of my phones in the park is uh, this guy that I led to Christ, um, um, Roger. Uh, and, um, and basically, um, he got saved. And so I uh, found him out back of a, uh, he was out back of a sea um, store crackhead by living by the dumpster he got saved became cleaned up but then he went back to it again and uh and he married actually one of the girls in the park that got saved there too uh and um and basically i married them uh they used to come i used to feed them every wednesday and uh preach to them every wednesday and sunday and with that said uh, i remember he just he went back to the bottle again and uh and and then i remember i got the phone call he goes, hey, Pastor, here I am. It's like 1 o'clock at night. He's beating the crap out of his wife. And, you know, no, I mean, trust me, she was a, a banshee. So, yeah, that, I use that lightly. She probably could whip his butt. <coughs> but anyways, she said, um, I, he said, here I am. She said, you're going to leave me unless I give up the bottle. And I've asked the Lord, Lord, deliver me. Deliver me from this. And he said, see, he's not delivering me. He's not delivering me. Uh, see, and he hung up the phone. There's a degree of possession there. Yeah. 
and, and, and your key verses to that is, is in 2 Timothy chapter 2. If you, if you want to take a look at it, uh, And so that guy is, oh, I'm not connected. Um, can you do it with the same time with this? Uh, oh, it will show me even here. Okay. All right. Um, Second Timothy chapter two. I, boy, I'm I'm glad your wife isn't here. <laughs> She's seen me using this computer to read my Bible. I can't, but I can't see. I can't see. Um, if you ever want to wonder why people don't get delivered, be delivered is right here. Uh, look, uh, let's go down to uh, verse. Uh, Let's go down to verse uh, 22. Flee also youthful lust, but follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace, and with them that call on the Lord. Out of a, that's the problem, right there, out of a pure heart. But foolish and unlearned questions avoid, knowing that they do gender strifes. And that's why you'll see me be very... Um, when I get people that are bringing up foolish questions and stuff like that, um, that's a warning verse right there. You, 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 you just avoid people like that uh, because they'll ruin a church, they'll ruin a Bible study, and they'll ruin, ruin good fellowship. Uh, you know, like the question that you asked me was not a foolish. It was not one that you could feel it's coming out of a spirit of strife. Well, if, if people want to learn, of course they have to ask questions. If people want to prove you wrong, they're going to ask questions. Yep. There's a difference. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. So when it says, "In the in the servant of the Lord must not strive," and and I don't, uh, the only time you'll see me get get really intense is that when I see someone coming in here, who I know is an apostate, and they're basically going to teach false doctrine. I'm like Paul I said, "We gave them space, no, not for one hour. We didn't. I'm not going to give them space." And uh, this is a discussion. I'll be glad to talk to you one-on-one, -on -one, but I'll do exactly what Titus says. I'll give you two shots, and that's it. You're out. Because as Paul says to Titus, he said, knowing this is that he sinneth, and he is subverted inside. And that's exactly what it's telling you. They don't have a pure heart. Something is a heart problem inside. And just because you and I look on the outside, you don't see it. And, but I have learned by experience in 45 years, you know, I, I, I guess I... I <laughs> I can smell it. Exactly. And so anyways, but uh, the Lord uh, uh, helps me, by the way, in a lot of ways. I, he does not give me discernment. Uh, the only time when you see I got discernment about this thing, I'm 100% right. Uh, my wife will tell you I'm, I'm not ever wrong. But I have been wrong on other people that I don't see it. My wife will tell me. I've had other people watch that, watch that person like that. And, I, I just, and the Lord, I know, blinds me on that because he wants me to give that person um, the chance, the learning, like I did uh, with so-and-so for, tw uh, for 22 years. If I knew what kind of man he was, I wouldn't have taken five steps. And I knew I, something in my spirit felt it because, um, you know, one of the guys that I love and I would love to have him come sometime is, is Ray McKnight. He was that one, that one, as I told you, the sergeant major that's in the Military Intelligence Hall of Fame, NSA. He called me yesterday, and he had an interesting thing to do about uh, a church building. But anyways... Uh, with that said, um, uh, he's honorable. 
I mean, my God, that man's honorable. And, uh, and, and I long, like it says in Hebrews, to walk with men whose spirits just men made perfect. I, I want to walk with righteous people. And, uh, and, some, and when I talked about last week how I have a... I, no, as you get older, I don't know what's happened to me. Since 2008, a lot of the, the, the things that, that I kind of liked or wouldn't say lusted or maybe even coveted, not even that is a good word, are gone. I don't, I, don't, I don't care for nothing. I mean, I don't care for food. I don't care for a nice house. I don't care for nothing. Nothing. But that the Word of God gets preached and taught, and I'm reaching every single person I can and writing them for the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm serious. And God knows that. My wife will tell you. I'll go, I'll go days that I'm so buried in this book and in prayer and stuff like that. Uh, my wife reminded me the other day, I think it was, I, I rose up work today, John, I told you, I hadn't eaten, do you know you haven't eaten in three days? I, I, am, I, am, I am, sometimes I feel like I've lost it. I've lost it. I've lost it where I've become no earthly use because I'm so heavenly minded. But as I look around me, man, there are too many Christians that are so earthly minded and no heavenly use. I'd rather take that than like that. And, um, and, and that don't make me a holy righteous man. In a sense, I, I have problems. And I told you what my, my confession of faults is I get discouraged and I get depressed. And you wonder why? I didn't tell you why I get depressed. Is I get discouraged and depressed over, over the brethren. That they can't see truth. That they can't follow them with all their heart and soul. That they don't realize the peril of the hour that we're in. We've got one hour, and they're not putting the focus and the energy and every resource they have into it as I have and am. And I get depressed in that. Now, I can't judge them, and I'm not doing that because I know that the Lord giveth the increase in, in individual growth. But I know, that, I know the pain and the sorrow uh, that the Lord must feel when he looks down on his children and says, what in the world are these guys doing? And, and, it, and it must grieve him beyond belief because I'm grieved, and not in an ugly way, you know, not in an ugly way, but in a concerned way because we don't have much time. But anyways, why do people end up like this? In uh, 2 Timothy, finish, finish what the rest of it says, and I think that, Carrie, you'll see some things in here. And he says uh, in, in verse uh, uh, 21, and by the way, this is a great verse, and, I, I, and I, can't, I can't overestimate the power and the understanding of this. Is that, like I said, when I, well, the reason I don't criticize a lot of people, now I'll call you out on your false doctrine, if it's, you know, there's what I call um, abominable, this is Bible, heresies, and then there's just heresies, all right? Um, and, and a lot of stuff, uh, I mean, I will call out, I mean, it depends where, what position you're in. If you know what I mean, I'll just let you go. I don't, I don't, you know, it's not my business. You know, I'm not your master. You have to report to him. But it talks about in, in this guy that I was just telling you about, Hymenius, um, just above there, a few words here. Um, uh, am I in the right place? Uh, yeah, Second Timothy two. Um, look, look what it says here in verse fifteen. Um, uh, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Again, this is taken out of all your Bibles, and yet it is the key verse. If you tell me what is the most important verse of Bible to study, it this is it right here. Rightly dividing. That's not what it says in all your Bibles. And it's the most, uh, 2 Timothy 2.15? 2.15, yeah. Yeah. 
And because uh, if you can't divide it, like Old Testament, New Testament, you you you're gonna end, you're gonna end up being a heretic, which is really a, 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 a faction off of a, the word is a political word. Like they have heretics in in uh, the parliament, uh, which means uh, they're they're people who 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 divert from the the norm. So you, you think of it being ugly, like Moonies or David Koresh, like thing, but it, it actually has a politicking kind of thing where you're pulling people out to your particular beliefs. And so anyways, but note this, he said, study show that shall prove a workman, and there's a lot of work that needeth not to be ashamed, right, right in the word of truth, but shun profane and vain babblings, for they will increase unto more ungodliness. And, and godliness is more than just a moral character to it. Godliness has a doctrinal character to it. A lot of people don't realize that. And um, uh, that's why it calls, you know that, right? Doctrine has a godliness, a, a godliness has a, a pure doctrinal aspect to it. Well, I don't want to get off track because I can go a thousand different directions. But look at it. Uh, so verse uh, uh, 17, And their word doth eat as a, as a canker, uh, of whom is Hymenius and Philetus, who concerning the truth have erred, saying the resurrection is past already and overthrow the faith of some. Now that right there is talking about a guy who's denying the rapture. Because as I taught you guys and showed you in 1 Corinthians 15, the first resurrection that we read about in, in Revelation chapter 20, there's two resurrections. The first one, blessed is he who hath part in the first uh, uh, resurrection. You know what I'm saying? Because the first resurrection has, has three parts to it. It's all according to the Feast of Jehovah. The first fruits is Jesus. And that's why this guy Hymenius thought the resurrection was past, that he thought there was only one part to it. And that resurrection happened with Jesus. So now we're waiting the second resurrection, which when you realize that's the great white throne judgment when everybody's raised from, from the dead and stuff like that, not realizing there are two more. And the two more are the rapture of the church, which is the sign of Jonah, the, the rapture of Jonah, the, the, re, the resurrection of Jonah, and also the, uh, the sign of the Son of Man when he comes as a thief sometime during the tribulation period which, as I said before, and I'm reiterating, guys, what's coming is a point in time when the Lord gives everything over into the hands of the devil himself. He will have complete control. He's the Rottweiler, the pit bull that God has on a chain that he's going to completely say, okay, here you go, Satan. You've got three and a half years. Boom. And then, <coughs> No. The ministry of the Holy Spirit changes. You say, how so? The ministry of the Holy Spirit, what we experience in the Holy Spirit right now, has never been done in any dispensation ever. Never. David cried out in Psalm 51 after his penitential psalm, and I keep telling people, forgive me, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not slamming you or slamming you, but on that Jabez prayer, Laodiceans don't need that prayer. All right? They're already tagged with, thou sayest I'm rich. You don't need that prayer. You know what you need? You need Psalm 51. Cleanse me, O Lord. Purge me. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. They need a wailing at, at the wall and crying out for God to, you know, purge me with hyssop, O Lord. Create me a clean heart. In my mother's womb I was conceived in iniquity. You know, purge me from blood guiltiness. That may have not murdered somebody, but you've let people go to hell for not telling them about Jesus Christ. And then it says, you know, uphold me with thy free spirit. And then uh, he said, renew in me a right spirit. And then he said, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, that I, and then I will convert sinners unto thee. 
That's what we need to be hanging on the wall of every Christian today in this generation. Can I get an oh me, ah, soul, or ouch? Wow. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? See, I'm, I'm coming at it as it from, from God's, how is he looking? I'm not looking at it as how most of the Christians are looking at Christianity today. I'm looking at it through his eyes. No, I'm not a prophet, but I'm looking through his eyes as a prophet. I'm taking his side because no one is taking his side. Do you ever understand that phrase in Romans where he says, Paul says, there's none that seeketh. The, I, I'll tell you, I'll explain it to you. Let me, let me finish this. Don't let me get off track. You guys hold me to the fire, okay? Because I can go in ten thousands, and brother here wants a verse-by-verse Bible study. We will. We're going to talk about some things here. <laughs> we will, okay? But I feel what I come in here, and as I have been for all these years, Brother Ronnie, and all these years since 2008, is that I've come in like a prophet. We're all prophets, by the way. And with that said, though, I don't have the office of prophet. That's gone. Nobody has that. Nobody has that. Pastor prophet. Exactly. But I operate the gift. Just like there is no apostles. But you have the operation of apostles. Do you know what a modern day apostle is? He's a missionary. He goes into foreign places and starts churches. That's what a modern day apostle is. Ray had another opportunity. He had a guy pause and said that he was an apostle. He says... <laughs> he told me about it Sunday. He said, uh, Ray, Ray, the guy led to Christ in 1996. He's sitting in a church. Uh, he goes to these different churches every week because they all support his ministry in the black section of Macon. He's got an incredible ministry. And the, and the black churches refer to Oh yeah, and so anyways, uh, uh, anyways, the preacher was preaching on the gifts, and uh, and he says, uh, and he and uh, and and uh, and this guy said, uh, uh, he said, he, uh, he says, and, and he said, uh, now he gave some gift, and I got this on my notes today to, to, to go on. We'll see how we go, folks. We'll see how it goes. Get like Trump says, we'll see how it goes. But anyways, uh, with that said, um, is that he he says uh, I'm a, he looked at Ray, he said I'm an apostle. My gifts, I'm an apostle. And he goes, really? And then he pulled this thing. He said that one time. He says, uh, and he said, I, I have a gift too. And he says, well, what's your gift? He says, I got the gift of discerning spirits. He goes, you do? And you're a liar! <laughs> like this. And the, guy, and the guy says, you ain't no apostle. You know, from Revelation, Jesus said, Thou hast the, you know, those that say the uh, apostles call them liars and know their faults. And anyways, and he says, boy, he said, man, well, he said, I'm going to be real careful around you. <laughs> that was funny. Anyways, and, and, um, and so, you know, reading on here, it says, okay, now look what it says right here. Uh, so, uh, but, so, you know, this, so what he does is he delivers them over to Satan, uh, as you read in other places, uh, uh, verse uh, uh, 18, who concerning the truth have erred, saying the resurrection has passed already, and overthrow the faith of some. These are what you call shipwrecked Christians. And, and they're not lost. They're not lost. Look what they are. Verse 19, nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure. This is Jesus quoting, this is Paul quoting Jesus on John 10, I give unto my sheep eternal life. Listen carefully. Read carefully. He says, nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal. There's a seal to it. That the Lord uh, knoweth them that are his, and let every one that nameth the name of Christ depart from um, uh, iniquity. Now, the seal, going back to your question about the Holy Spirit, 
is to seal the Holy Spirit. That's never happened. In that Psalm 30, 51, what did David say to the Lord? Please take not thy Holy Spirit from me. So he was sealed. No, he was, he was anointed, but he was not, he was not sealed. Well, the atonement had not been received yet. Yeah, atonement is, means cover. Paul says in Romans, we've received the atonement. It's now redemption to us. So what David, and this is why when you read, this is why your King James Bible is so important. Be careful of the words, the little words, the little big words. It talks about in the Old Testament that the Holy Spirit came upon. All right. And the Bible rejectors today uh, refuse to believe that they came and the, Spirit, the Holy Spirit came in. But there are several people, including Moses, who God put his spirit within him. And you don't think David had God's spirit within him? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So with that said, because David is a type of, of the church. He's yes. a type of the, of the Christian. And with that said, um, his salvation is like that too. Uh, that's what Paul talks about in Romans 4, that we've received the sure mercies of David. Not like Saul, who I took it away. So we had that sure mercy because, as I said before, God always does a pattern, does a, a, um, a, a prototype before he actually executes the real. Or the, I don't, I'm lost for words. So you know what I'm talking about. So with that said, during this age, the Holy Spirit seals you. Ephesians 1, 12 through 14. After you heard the word of truth, the gospel of salvation, you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise until the day of redemption. And what's the day of redemption? People don't even know what that means. Your soul saved, your spirit saved. Romans 8 tell you that the whole earth groaneth and travaileth, even as us, waiting for the redemption of the body. No. No, you're waiting for the, for the redemption. The last thing to be saved on you is your body. That's what you're waiting for. See, a lot of Christians don't even know that. But it's right there in Romans chapter 8. Isn't it amazing? Yeah. And, it and, and, and then, and then uh, are, you, are you testing me? Let's go ahead and no, look. No, 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 I, I, no. <laughs> I, I love it, man. No, uh, let's, let's turn to it. You guys, uh, you got, I've, I've got my speedy gateway... Uh, Romans 8. And then, uh, look, and this is where they pervert the scriptures. Another place, verse 1, there's therefore now no, com Romans 8, 1, Romans 8, 1, there is now therefore no condemnation who are, which are in Christ Jesus, and they hate this, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. See, that's the condition that people don't want to understand. I'm not saying that my sin Well, it can cause you death. Read, read on with me. Watch this. Watch this. See, the thing is, what problem is that people don't understand words. Just like when you read the word salvation, you always have to keep in mind, is he talking about eternal salvation or is he talking about physical preservation? He that endureth to the end shall be saved. That is physical preservation. That is not spiritual salvation. And, and unless you look at it, you're, I mean... All right, let me help, okay? Look what it says here. So there is condemnation to those who walk after the flesh. That doesn't mean going to hell. You see, you have interjected by just natural madness. You've injected that, oh, man, I'm condemned. Because you go back to what Jesus says. He that believeth is not what? Condemned. John 3. 
So you associate the condemned of that with the condemned of this, and it's not the same. Condemn. Can I? God can condemn you without sending you to hell, don't you think? Is that Correct. Okay. All right. Let's see how that judgment. Let's see how that judgment works out. Read on. He said, "For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death." Is that true? Everybody here free from all your sins? So you got to learn that there's two positions. There's a there's a positional, and then there's a practical. The positional is the deed is already done. You're saved. That's how he's going to be able to present you before the fault, uh, through the throne faultless. So do you see what I'm saying? It's like this. You um, are born, uh, and, and your last name is? Hughes. Hughes. Okay. All right. Who would you get that name from? Your daddy. Can you ever change the reality that you are a Hughes? You can't. You can't be unborn. You, you, see, you know what I'm saying? And it's the same thing with a Christian. Once you're born into, into the body of Christ, born in, into the family of God, you can never undo that. It's forever. It's eternal. But practically, you can say, and maybe you heard your dad say, boy, if you ain't going to straighten up, you change your damn last name. You ain't no Hughes. Uh, come on now. There's, there's some reality there. And God does the same thing with us. That's why he says when they're talking about being unequally yoked with unbelievers and people of the world. And second, Paul says, come out from among them. What fellowship have Belial with the, with the Lord, with Christ? What fellowship? And, 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 and he goes on and he said at the end, don't you hear? He said, come out from among them. Be ye separate and I'll be a father unto you. He's not going to be a father if you're hanging around with dogs. He's not going to pigs. He's not going to do it. He's going to let you run, just like your dad will. He says, oh, boy, the boy's 18 years old. I can't do any more with him. Now, re so, okay. all right, let's read on. I think there's a lot of stuff will come in there. So anyways, for what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, and it is. It is. Don't you want to do more for Jesus Christ? Does your flesh hinder you? Okay, well, that's what Paul says in Galatians. I love that verse where he says, where is about the weakness of the flesh and where the law can help you? He says uh, that you cannot do the things that you want to do. Now, that's no excuse. You've got to still attempt and try, and that's what God's watching. But what he says right here, he's made you free uh, from the law of sin of death. What that means is positionally, boom, the deal is done, you're cut. But you still give an account for what you do in your body. And that's why Paul says, at the judgment seat of Christ, the watchword that we have in Colossians 1.28, warning every man, teaching every man in all wisdom in Christ Jesus, presenting every man perfect in Christ Jesus. Well, what are we warning every man for? Because Paul says that every man must give an account at the judgment of Christ what he has done in this body, whether good or bad. And then I know uh, uh, Bill had disagreed with it, but I corrected him, and I'll show you the verse if you so desire. He says, and Paul says, continue on the judgment of Christ, knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. That's the, that's the earnestness that you hear in me. I'm persuading men to get right on the book, get right on what we're supposed to be doing, get right on your perspective of this world, get right on the perspective of prophetic, and, and live your life accordingly. And, and so... Uh, now, to show you this, and that's why it says in Romans 12, verse 1, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, where you've been positionally placed as a child of God, 
your soul saved, your spirit saved. Then he goes on to say, present your what? Body as a living sacrifice, proving what is that good, acceptable, and perfect. And I'll tell you, there's a difference between good, acceptable, and perfect. And you will, and I will all be judged on what was considered good, what was considered acceptable, and what was considered perfect. And if you look at the three, is there threefold cord is not easily broken? Is good, it may be good, Mother Teresa, but you're teaching them that hellish doctrine. It wasn't acceptable. It may be acceptable, better than good. That's good. That's really acceptable, but it's not perfect. And that's what Colossians 1.28, warning every man, uh, warning every man, teaching every man in all wisdom in Christ Jesus and presenting every man perfect in Christ Jesus. Perfect. And that's where it is. It doesn't mean complete holiness, no sinless like that, but there's a perfection. There's a perfection that you arrive in just in life where you become, you're learning a trade of a carpenter. You become perfect. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and it's in any discipline of life. And it doesn't mean that you'll do flaws like that, but it's, you're, you're there. You see what I'm saying? You go from a journeyman to a master. Is that what it is called today? Yeah? Okay. So, apprentice, journeyman, masters. Okay? There you go. All right? Exactly. So, and, and that's why I tell you, it does matter uh, in everything that you do in Christian life. I mean, seriously, guys, in everything. So, so wouldn't you agree that the grace message that just swept our country um, a few years back uh, really did us a, good, a, a disservice? Disservice. Because everyone was preaching, not everyone, but many were preaching, the Bible speaks preached, yep. we're saved by grace, the work is finished, the mm -hmm. finished work, so, so we're okay if we screw up. <laughs> well, we are to a certain degree. But you're going to pay for it. No, see, that's contrary. Philippians 2.12, brother, can you quote it? I can't. Work out. It says to work for it. Work out. Your own salvation. I can't work out yours. I can't work out yours. You can't work out mine. Work out your own salvation. with trembling fear. You've been given the dough. Now work it out. Yep. For the rest of your life. That's why Paul said, everyone that name with the name of Christ, you have this seal on you. He said, depart from iniquity. You better run. You better run. Does the, and does the first wood hay stubble and the precious stone have anything? It has all to do with it. Yes, the, the wood, hay, and stubble at the judgment seat of Christ are going to bring the things that were done uh, uh, that were not good, that were that were good or acceptable. You know, maybe they'll accept it, maybe about it, but... Uh, that's where all your work's going to be. It's not going to be your sins that are going to judge in that thing. That's going to be something the Lord's going to deal with you personally. And as Johnny and I know, we talk about, I always say, keep short accounts. And I believe with my heart and soul that God will deal with your stuff here, in the here and now. Now, there are some sins, and boy, I don't want to be included in that guy. I think it's First Timothy 5, where Paul says some men's sins follow after to judgment. There are some things that God's going to, some people God's going to deal with at the judgment seat. And I just, man, wow, you know. Your Honor, can we approach the bench? You know, <laughs> can we can we go in the judge's chamber? Don't all these people. And I believe, as I was writing an article this week, is that everybody's going to be judged in your generation. We we're going to be called uh, in the generation of people that we are at. 
Yeah, we, we, we will see each other at the judgment seat of Christ. Uh, you, you, can, you can write that down on the cover of your leaf of your Bible. We will see each other at the judgment seat of Christ. All these people that have been here, we will see each other at the judgment seat of Christ. And boy, when those eyes of flame of fire come out, man, I'll tell you what, I want it to be gold, silver, and precious stones. And, uh, and continuing on with this, uh, with this business about the, the flesh and the spirit, uh, look, look what it says right here. Um, I, I'm going to skip down here. Uh, uh, verse uh, 5. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. So I can tell, I don't care what you tell me about your Christian life, how holy, how great you are, you're doing this for God, I will, I'm not going to listen to what you say, I'm going to watch what you do. I'm going to watch what you do. And that's why it says right here, he says, now, he goes right here, it's because a person who's, who's carnally minded, um, yeah, you know, uh, they're going to they're gonna do fleshly things. That's why I almost hate Facebook because I, I, I look on it and I, 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 my own family, I mean, uh, just, it nauseates me. I, I don't want to look at it, you know. I don't want to look at it. You know what I'm saying? And so anyways, but with that said, um, you can tell me how spiritual you are, but if a preacher comes walking in here and uh, he, he, he's got the, you know, the skinny jeans and the pierced ear, uh, ear and stuff like that, and he's got jewelry draped all over him and stuff like that. I don't care what you say. And, uh, and, and poor, poor Bob, I didn't mean to, to, to uh, a couple of weeks ago talk about the shirt, but I was talking about if, if I came in and I had a little, um, you know, romper room, uh, boy, boys and girls in here playing with, you know, pickup, pickups. Uh, yeah, I don't, I'm not talking about a Hawaiian shirt. I'm talking about these, you know, these little, you know, with the little lambs and the little bears. Or, you know, come on, man, you know. Get, get. <laughs> <laughs> I don't ever see you work. No, no. Uh, 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 all you'd have to do is just let him hear his voice, and you—that answers that question. <laughs> so, anyway, so, uh, anyways, um, go on here now. Verse um, uh, six is very important, Carrie. For to be carnally minded is what? Death. There you go. Spiritual death. No, no, physical, physical death. Okay. All right. Is he talking right now? Yep, this is your constitution in your Christian faith. Yeah. And so consequently, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is, is, is life and peace. That's why Christians, and this is one thing, we get this church set up, we're going to have communion, excuse me, Lord, Lord's table all the time. And I've not had it here because I have looked at this ministry as an evangelist, as a prophet coming in. I'm reaching all kinds of people from all different places. But the Lord has put on my heart is to, it's time for me to put, put the stake in the tent down. And uh, I'm, I'm going to dedicate a work. I don't care if it's just me, my wife, and my son, Johnny, hopefully, whoever is there. I'm going to dedicate, it's on a Wednesday, November 11th, the 400th anniversary of the landing of Mayflower. I'm, Philadelphia Church is going to be officially formed. Officially formed. And... Uh, well, I guess we'll be meeting here. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's just, it is. Those who want to be, I'm not going to feel bad if somebody doesn't want to be like that. But what I, what I believe is I go on the message here, just bring me back to this point, okay? Just bring me back. Because I want to show you about that redemption of the body part. So anyways, your soul is saved, your spirit is saved. There's no spiritual death for you. There's no, all right? 
no, second death. That's the second death. But there is physical death. And that's why Paul said to, at about the Lord's table, he said, you come, you eat this unworthily, meaning you didn't get yourself examined first. And that's why every time I give the Lord's table, I make people, I give them a chance to, you know, get it right, man, put it under the blood, and it's gone. It's, I'm, I'm serious. And consequently, he says, this for this cause, many of you are weak, many of you are sick, many of you even sleep, die. So that's what happens. So you, you want to be a Christian and you want to live carnally? Have that, man. Run along. Run along. Be carnally minded as death. So what happens is I believe the Lord gives you a battery of spiritual life. I really believe that. This is my way of picturing it. And all the shenanigans that you do, it just keeps pulling it off. Now, Paul says, bodily exercise profiteth little. But he said, what? Righteousness, yes, is where you get profit of life. And it says, now in the hereafter. So you can recharge yourself, but God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. It'll come. And I can remember and hear many preachers pray, and I've heard many Christians pray, Lord, please kill the crop. And there's a great verse in Psalm 103 where he says he's not dealt with us after our iniquities. He's not dealt with us. I mean, if we were to get our just desserts, you know, seriously. <laughs> Come on, let's be honest. You know, you may be in a good state right now, but there are times I guarantee you, you know, uh, oh, Lord, don't kill me. Don't kill me. If we were all perfect, we wouldn't have needed Christ to make the sacrifice that was made. Amen. 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 So, um, and, and, you know, so it's just uh, thank God for his mercy and grace. And, um, and it's there and it's available to the Christian like no other. And, and that's why Paul says, I beseech you, therefore, I beg you. I mean, the beseech, word beseech means I beg you. Therefore. Well, therefore what? Paul says, because what I just told you in Romans 1, Romans 2, Romans 3, Romans 4, Romans 5, Romans 6, Romans 7, Romans, and I can quote the main verses out of 8, Romans 9, Romans 10. Now, therefore, because what I just showed you, present your bodies a living, a living sacrifice, which is your, he says, reasonable service. And that's the deal that God made, man. He says, okay, I'll, I'll do this. And the deal is that Hopefully, hopefully you will return in kind. But it's not that way in a lot of situations, especially this generation. So come on down here. Uh, and, then he, and then Paul makes it right here. He said, verse, uh, 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 verse uh, 8. So if you're walking in the flesh as a Christian, so then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. But you're not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if so be the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he's none of his. So forget about it. All right? So, anyways, um, if, and if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. Do you understand what that means? Then the body is dead because of sin. Do you understand the power of what that just told you? No. See, what most people think of de death is this. That's not death by Bible definition. Death is by Bible definition, is separation. Now listen, now listen carefully. The second death, Revelation 20, when they're all raised up at the great white right throne, at the second resurrection, the last resurrection, 
is that they're all cast into the lake of fire, which is the second death, eternally separated from God. But here, what's he talking about here is that if, if Christ uh, is God's spirit in you, it says that you're dead, verse eight, 10. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. The body is dead. Well, how, how does that mean? Well, remember what death means. It means separation. Now watch this, guys. Do you want to know where that's typified in? I'll give you the Old Testament. Circumcision for the, for the Jew, for Abraham. I don't understand that. All right, let's bring it fast forward to the Church of Colossians. It's the circumcision that Paul says of God. You see, what's that? The Word of God is sharp, quick, powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, dividing asunder what? Soul and spirit. And what happens is this, is that when you get saved, there's a spiritual circumcision that takes place. And that is that basically until the Spirit comes into you, the only thing that's there is your soul, which is the id, you, you know, mind, heart, will. That's the id, that's you, the personality, is attached to this flesh. But when the Holy Spirit comes into you, boom, separates it. Boom, the flesh, the foreskin from like that. So now you actually become psychologically schizophrenic. It, it's true. Yeah, you you have to. Well, <laughs> do you remember the message I preached? I should bring. Yeah, I don't yeah. know that it's a negative word. Yeah. I, I preached. You have a negative connotation, but yeah. that makes more sense but to me yeah. today than anything else. So you've got a spirit. And a soul. And a soul. And a body. And a body. And when you're saved, the body separates. The, the, the spirit, put it the other way. The body is separated from the, from the soul and the spirit. Yeah, well, the, yeah, there's a gap. Well, it's just the, the, the soul and the spirit uh, is actually the, uh, the flesh is just put away. It's, it's like you're separated. And that's why it's saying here that um, if, um, hang on, where, where, where were we at here? 10, 10, 10. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. So it's dead, meaning separated from you. Sister, there's a lot of truth in what you're saying. There's a lot of truth that I could go there. Like Paul says, uh, I believe that there's nothing in of itself is, is sin. But he said this, he said, that, you know, something that's obviously lawful. He said that uh, basically, uh, but he said, I, but I will not be brought under the bondage of anything, under the mastery of anything. So if something masters you, then that's where you, you've crossed a line where it's not good. Now, do you know in that passage when he talks that, he's talking about the fifth crown. You've got the crown of life, Second Timothy 4. Paul says, finished the course, kept the faith, fought a good fight. That's what I want on my tombstone. Uh, and he said, uh, and he says, and, and is, and is laid up for me, and uh, now a crown of righteousness is laid up for me, not only for me, but for all those who love the Lord's coming. That's the easiest crown to win. If you love the Lord's coming, you've got a, you've got a crown of righteousness. By the way, note the word righteousness is attached to the living that we should be doing at this hour. Righteousness. As in the days of Noah. Noah was a preacher of right. We need to be living righteously. Number two, the second crown 
is um, the crown of rejoicing. That's the soul winner's crown, mentioned more than all the other crowns. And that is Paul says the Philippians, you are my crown of rejoicing. And Thessalonians, you are my crown of rejoicing. Uh, what have we when we stand for But you are our rejoicing. The crown of rejoicing is soul winning. If you want a soul to Christ, you get a crown. Number three, the third crown is the crown of life. And that's where James says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying your faith worketh patience, that you may be perfect and entire and wanting nothing. And then if you endure, he that endureth temptation, uh, he says, uh, the, the Lord says, has laid it for them a crown of life. Life. It may not, you may feel like you're dying now, but you're going to get life. And then the, uh, the, uh, the fourth one is the one that I will get, and doesn't mean just a pastor as in a pastor, but anybody who feeds the sheep. The crown of, of glory. First Peter chapter 5. Now the one, the last one I'll tell you is the hardest one, and this is the one we're talking about right now, and it has to do with the body. Paul says, I beat my body in subjection that lest after I myself having preached, I myself become a castaway. Not lost, but just God can't use them. For some reason that the flesh took control of them. Maybe it's a preacher who had a zipper problem. You know, he can be forgiven, restored, but whatever. I'm just saying, there's some things that could take, take some, some guys out of, <laughs> take you out, man. Exactly. So, that's the hardest crown to win. That's the hardest crown to win. To keep this body in check. And I'm working on it. There are things that you do and I do and we all do that we know we shouldn't do. I, I've attributed uh, to, um, if you ever go to, uh, go to Chicago, go to movie, Moody Chapel and go see that 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 glass cage where they have a wax replica of uh, Dale Moody in his real size with one of his real suits on. He was, but he wasn't fat. He was thick. I mean, like no man I've ever seen in my life. This guy, he probably was about like this wide. He probably stood about this tall. Yeah, about this tall. And, um, and basically, uh, the thickness of his body was like, like this. And, and he didn't have a big belly. But he was just, he was like a tree stump, you know. And yet he died early. Heart problems. Same thing with C.A. Spurgeon. Overweight, well overweight. Uh, I mean, well, I should say Spurgeon was overweight. He had, he had a belly. He did. But, uh, you know, he always suffered for gout. And gout, it tells you, you know what that's from. It's from rich foods. Oh, Yeah. You see, like, so what I'm saying is that, you know, Paul says, I beat my body's subjection. There is a lot to be said about discipline your body for the sake. Now, I'll tell you this part about uh, bodily exercise profiteth little. I was dying in this place, I'm telling you, dying since April. I'm telling you. I've never sat that long in my life, in my entire life. I was dying. I told Johnny the times I didn't feel like I was, I was going to make it. And uh, your wife... Uh, said some things to me, and that meeting we had um, Friday, she came, she was the only one here, and we had a great conversation. Oh, yeah, but it, it was needed. When she got through, she said, you know, I, I just had to tell somebody about Ronnie. It's just, I can't, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just, I'm just kidding. She didn't say anything. She, she told me, <laughs> she, she loves him beyond belief. And and uh, basically, but they've 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 got their differences of opinions and stuff like that. But they love each other and they stay together and and stuff like that. And um, I I I honor that and stuff like that. So you know, with that said, um, 
yeah, it was a good conversation. But you know, you know, she said to me, uh, you know, asked if I was well, and I said, really, no. I said I've never felt this bad in my life, in my life, and uh, and I believe honestly, guys, there's something, <laughs> there's something more to this COVID thing than people we really know. This thing ain't going away, and it's what you heard him say on that phone, that uh, healthcare professional, the thing that the doctors are confused about, why our own bodies are not building up its own immune resistance to it. He heard uh, him say that, Tony, and my, the healthcare professional, both my neighbors, the wife and, and him, and basically, um, and that's what's happening. And I hope this re regeneron really works for Brother Trump. Really, I really do, and I'm scarefully He said, well, who am I only work for, I heard him last night, did a little bit of the, well, we may work for four months and that'd be it. And I said, oh, Lord, please, you know, because I do not trust Pence. I, he's a good man, but he's a good Catholic. And I'm telling you, everything, and if you start looking at all the Roman Catholics, Jesuit trained. I'm not just talking nominal. Jesuit trained that are taking the power position. I see where it's all going, and I believe you look very closely to Revelation 17, 18, and we'll get there someday. So... All right, now back to that body, okay? So anyways, uh, coming on down here, so um, verse 14, for as many are as led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. I mean, you act like it. You know, that's what Paul said. This, this, that's the practical aspect of it. You see what I'm saying? And then, uh, and then uh, it says, if you, you call him Abba, Father, uh, verse 16. All right, all right. Uh, come on down here, verse uh, 19, for the earnest expectation of the creature, that's creation, waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. You want to know why we're having all these, these natural calamities and we're having more than we've ever had in life? The total damage, guys, is off the charts. Off the charts. It's because sin affects the land. That's what God told them in Deuteronomy. He said the land will vomit you out. The land, uh, uh, Jeremiah says that the land is defiled because of your adulteries in the land. And that's what's happened. This land is wicked. And, and whether you're saved or unsaved, don't matter. It's still, still going to have reap it. Sin, sin affected, uh, the, uh, Adam's sin affected land, didn't it? <laughs> exactly, big time. So anyway, so, so the creature is, is groaning too. They've, they're being affected by our sin too. Now watch, it says right here, for the creature was not made subject to vanity, but not willingly, but by reason of him who had subjected the same in hope. There's hope coming. Now look what it says here. Uh, verse 22. Now watch this. This is the next two verses, Carrie, are great verses. For we know the whole creation groaneth and travaileth and pain together until now. And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit. Even we ourselves grow with ourselves. Read it. Of the body. Wow. Exactly, but not hope that what, <laughs> exactly. So, uh, and you know, guys. So it, this isn't talking about the church, it's talking about us. The oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Now, can't you wait for a new body, man? Aren't you sick this oh. I'm telling you, man. So I met this couple that was, uh, <coughs> the Johnsons, they, they were up in their, their late 80s, 90s, and I said, I hadn't seen them for, uh, Oh my word! It had to be a ten years, twenty years, and I and I was at the car wash and uh, washing my wife's car. Uh, that's my my payment for her having to let me use her car because I don't have one. But anyways, with that said, uh, 
he, uh, uh, he, I said, Brother Johnson and his Brother Chris, and you know, and uh, and I said, you guys look great. You look ageless. And he goes, Oh, Brother Chris, I wish I could say I felt that way, you know. <laughs> so, uh, so you see that now. Okay, now come on back to Second Timothy two. Second Timothy two. Now. Again, knowing that these, these vessels that God is using, preachers I'm talking about, uh, Paul tells them in verse uh, 19, I told you, nevertheless, nevertheless the foundation of God standeth sure. That should ring immediately in my Bible, in my Bible mind, my Bible, it's in there, it speaks, is 1 Corinthians 3. And the problem, you know what the, do you know what the problem is with Christians today? It's man worship. I mean, that's what he talks about in 1 Corinthians 3 when he talks about, well, some say I'm of Paul, and some say I'm of Cephas, and some say I'm of Paulus, and then in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, you got the real pious, and some say I'm of Christ. Aren't you spiritual? There's those type too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and so consequently, and, and what Paul's saying, well, listen, man. Boy, that. Biden phrase. Come on, man. It just, it's, it's a tag that's just stuck on me. I've been saying that. Come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> he, got, he got out of my skin. Come on, man. <laughs> so, with that said, though, is that, and guys, listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. This is the most important thing that you'll have to understand about all of us sitting here today. We're all human. And the fact is, that God chooses who he will, where he will, to use how he will, and we have no choice. I wouldn't have chose a Luther if I looked at his doctrine about sprinkling babies and killing Baptists and Jews. I wouldn't have chosen a, a John Calvin uh, if he'd burn his own friend uh, at, the, at the stake uh, for his Calvinism. But you just got to back up and say, wait a minute. Because in, in this passage here, it talks about in a great house, there are many vessels. And I was thinking about this yesterday. Lord, bear me witness. It says Christians are going to be doggy bowls or they're going to be fine king's china. You see what I'm saying? But God uses both of them. And I'm not saying Luther is a doggy bowl. See what I'm saying? That's where the judgment seat of Christ will ferret all that out. That's where the business of wood, hay, and stubble will come out, gold, silver, and precious stones. And so, but, and, but then the deal is this, is that if you're an apostate church, a Laodicean church, you know that that pastor is a doggy bowl because he's not telling you the whole counsel of God. If, I'm just saying, if you, I don't know nothing about your churches. But with that said, uh, it says right here, but, uh, but you can come out from that first uh, it talks about here, but in 1 Corinthians th uh, 3, Paul says, These are nothing but men who God have chosen, ministers of God, of whom he has given to every man. Every man. God gives a man in their path to bring light. Every man. That, but, but Paul says, don't say, but he says, but he said, but he said, uh, he said, but, uh, but uh, he that watereth and he that planteth are nothing but God who gives the increase. And then he goes on to say this. He said, and no foundation can any man lay than that which is laid, which is what? Christ Jesus. 
the foundation of salvation. It's laid. And then Paul says, take heed how you build their pond. Because there are many people building these superstructures on them, wood, hay, and stubble. Are you understanding what I'm saying? And, and they're filled with earthen vessels when you could have the gold, silver, precious stone. You want to know a personal belief of mine? My personal belief is this. The gold, silver, and precious stones, and I know what they are in Scripture. Yep. It's the, you're sending your building materials for your mansion up yonder. I believe that with all my heart and soul. Yeah. Remember that strange thing that Jesus said about, you know, the, the rich, you know, befriend them, he said, because of you may need their habitation and stuff like that. I've often wondered, that's the kingdom talk right there. I, I don't know. I, I'm not going to take any farther. I'm not teaching this dogma. I'm just, I just got this sneaking suspicion. All right, I'm looking for a mansion. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it could be like uh, old the old preacher Vance Havner, salt of the earth, uh, southern preacher, circuit preacher. You say, I know some of you Christians, you're the ones when you come up there, the angels are going to be so embarrassed. You, they're going to take you and pick you up in their arms. They're going to walk around the city into the back gate where they slide you into the kitchen service center. You know. <laughs> oh yeah. You know. <laughs> So but you know what you've said and what the scripture says. Even people like um, deceive. Well, people like the Joel Osteen. Okay. What does what does Job Job twelve nine say? He says the deceived and the deceiver are mine, because God looks at that heart. Yeah, exactly. You see what I'm saying? So go ahead. Yeah. So yeah. Even sitting under somebody like that, a person could get saved. Absolutely. And actually, do some good. good. Maybe not acceptable. It might be even acceptable, Maybe but even not. not yeah. If they leave that, that situation and get into a real. Correct. And that's why it says uh, right here, notice right here, um, verse, uh, where's the purging yourself? Where he says, okay, our right, verse 21, look at this, guys. If a man therefore, what? Purge. Purge himself. So he, you can walk away. That's, I did, I was six years in the Lord, started my first church, licensed Southern Baptist, and when I found out that there were apostates teaching the Bible was not correct, was not where it had errors in it, as a young 26-year-old kid, I didn't mean to start a church, it just happened. That boss hog area missionary came to me and said, no, you're going to be a preacher, we're going to license you, and we're going to have you start a church here at Exeter, New Hampshire from Portsmouth. And I said, okay. You know, no problem. 25 showed up, even the area missionary. And I preached from Proverbs chapter 16. And I didn't, I didn't, I didn't even know who, jo who Jonathan Edward was. But I preached from, though, though the wicked joined hand in hand, they should not go unpunished. And I, and I brought this big cross in, you know, and, and I, uh, I said, you know what? Uh, and I was preaching from Colossians where it says he nailed our, our, all our transgressions and our, our right handwriting, the blotting handwriting against us. And I said that if you've done this, and, and, and you're saved. And I said, you've lost sight of what God has saved you. I want you to come up here, take this hammer, and I want you to put a nail on that cross. And boy, boy that old robust guy just walled right up there, and he just, boom. But uh, he, said, he said, that was that was Jonathan Edwards' sermon. Though I didn't know, man. I, I just I was leading by the Spirit of God, man. <laughs> so, what was that? So, anyways, but you can purge yourself. But I purged myself from the Southern Baptist. I said, that's it. I'm done here. I'm not, I'm not going to give a dime. 
I'm not going to give a dime, and I'm not going to cause contention. Or so you hand it over, and I think it's 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 still called Exeter Fellowship Church, or something like that. It's still there. 1970. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> what are you going to do? So we can purge ourselves, and I and that's my my cry my cry to this is people don't realize the word church, ecclesia, means called out ones. Do you know that? Means called out ones. Called out from what? Babylon, the Babylonian system, which is what it is, and the churches are are all. Uh, you know, alike uh, 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 in, in many areas, they're in the Babylonian system. And, uh, and consequently, it says repeatedly, come ye out from Babylon. You know, you know come ye out. And, and so when, when you look at these things right here, now look at why people can't get free from that. Uh, we're going to call it uh, encounters of the first kind <laughs> or the encounters of the second kind. Um, look, look what it says right here. And then he says, uh, verse 26. Uh, verse 25, I'm sorry. In meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves. What does that mean? Oh, Lord, you're going to love this. Do you want to know what it means by in, in meekness that oppose themselves? themselves? Uh, Christians and lost. Do you want to know how they, they, they oppose themselves? Yeah. Uh, it goes back to uh, Romans chapter 10. Um, where, 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 are, where are we at? Or second, th can we turn over? The, see, I'm, I'm really good here because I got. You know what? Uh, I probably should have done this. Well, I can't. Um, anyways, uh, look at Romans chapter eight real quick. Uh, I'm sorry, Romans chapter ten. Okay. Uh, let's see, Romans chapter 10, and, and uh, whoa, I can't, where's 17? My Bible, oh, it's got a little thing that's rolling, scrolling up, and I couldn't uh, get it. Okay, look what it says right here. 17? Uh, let's look at uh, uh, verse 13. But whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Uh, how then shall they call on him in whom they have not heard? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Do you know that Paul is quoting the Old Testament from that? I challenge you as a, as a home study is go home and look where that's quoted in the Old Testament and see the context of it. It's talking about the church when it returns to, sell, to save the Jew who's hiding in Petra. Yeah, that's, that's a great verse. Oh, yeah. And so faith comes by hearing, hearing, uh, what, did I miss, skip over? Yeah, all right. I am missing something here. It's got to be a, what's here? Hang on. What saith it? What saith it? And uh, who should it send? Oh, it's right there. God, right in front of my eyes. I'm sorry, guys. Look at verse 8. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thine heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. So he's talking. Now he's going to tell you how to get saved. So he's talking to a guy and he's telling you, telling you that the word of God, that, 
I'm preaching, and that's why you should have boldness when you witness to people. When you're talking to a law person, do not look at their countenance. Go by what the scriptures. Look at the things that are not seen, not the things that are seen. Because what that right there is telling you, what does it say? The word is what? Nigh thee. It is sharp. Nigh thee. Where is it? In your heart. You can't deny it. Oh, you can, but I'm saying, but but it's it's there. And so all you gotta do is like gasoline, uh, it's like a fire already there, just the word of the word of God is like a fire. Throw gasoline on it, don't worry about it. Trust me, it, it it'll work. And so when it says in Second Timothy two that they'd oppose themselves, is they're opposing not only their very makeup, like Romans one declares. He's, he's, he's declared it unto them by the creation, the things that are invisible. They know in their, their conscience, that's what Paul says, that in their conscience they, they know. So it's the word is nigh thee. It's in your heart. You can't, you know, like that. You have to harden your heart. You have to reject that light uh, to get to the place where you don't hear that voice anymore and you're damned. So now no, look at this right here. So it says right here, and, and meekness instructing those that oppose themselves. So when you're telling someone, listen, man, brother, you need to get right, brother. And, and what it is is the word is in his heart and it's in his mouth. Or, or lady, you, you're not doing right. It's in there, and they're getting the witness inside, but they're, they're bucking it. And, 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 so, and so they're opposing themselves. They're, they're opposing their very being. All right? Then it says, if God peradventure... Uh, verse 25, if, if God, uh, in meekness instructing those that oppose them, if God peradventure, perhaps, will give them what? Oh, so you decide you're going to repent when you want to repent. Really? Verse 25, 2 Timothy. I'm sorry, brother, 2 Timothy 2. Verse 25. In meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves, if God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. There's why, that's why you're going to pray for the lost. And then it says here, verse 26, that they may recover themselves out of the what? Snare, Snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. There's your, is that the first Encounter of the first kind, or is that a second kind <laughs> taken captive as well? First, yeah, probably first between the first and second. If it's, uh, an well, well, and saved as well. You know, I mean, I don't know how many books I got counseling books. I got one that I love the title of it. This goes, Oh Lord, here I go again. <laughs> you laugh because basically you've known in the reality, you know. Uh, but with that said, um, God's the one that's going to give you repentance. God's the one that's give you, and sometimes he'll, he'll let you suffer with some things for a while. You know, some things, some things uh, like the psalmist says, uh, until it becomes hateful, the iniquity, until his iniquity becomes hateful. Sometimes God's got to get to the point where the guy just loses everything, his home, his wife, his kids, his house, his everything, his job, he's laying out there and wakes up and, and, uh, and you know, just vomit all over him like this, and he says, what have I become? What have I become? Sometimes he's, God's going to put that. That's that first uh, Peter uh, uh, three uh, fourteen, where it says, 
if it be so, the will of God for you, that you suffer for righteous doing rather than evil doing. Listen to that verse carefully. If it be so, the will of God that you suffer for righteous doing rather than evil doing. Sometimes God's going to let you, you know, a, a man, man, a man can, can't sin unless God pulls his restraining hand off him. The greatest example of that was when Abraham lied about his beautiful wife. And that king took her inside of Abimelech, uh, took her inside uh, his tent, and boy, I'll tell you what, the, you know, the thing hadn't happened. But he had, the night he had a bad dream, didn't he? <laughs> he heard, saw the finger of God says, Thou art a dead man. Whoa! I mean, what do you mean I'm a dead man? He says, You have another man's wife. Whoa, man. Boy, put that across the nation today, man. And he says, I didn't know. He said, I know. And he said, that's why I kept my hand, your hand from touching her. Well, see, God could have not taken it, restrained it, just let it go. Scary, guys, how much power God has and what he will do. And so, like I said, at the beginning of this thing, it's, it's, it's time to quit messing around with God, man. I'm not saying you guys are. You know, I think this is, this is a great group, great spirit. Amen. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's true. He's protecting like that. But nonetheless, um, you see of guys and um, that they go and they cheat on their wives. And uh, there's horrible pain that comes in that. And it takes time to forgive all that business and stuff like that. And, and the professing Christian and stuff like that. It's just hard sometimes to explain some things, and and just but God's restraining power is able to keep a man keep you from falling. He's able to keep you from falling, amen. He's able, and uh, we went a long way around Omaha today. Oh, it's recorded. So, but anyways, but we won't let anybody have these, these, uh, these messages. You gotta, you gotta. I gotta know the people who have mixed accent. We've had some situations uh, uh, of recent, and uh, I, I got a feeling, and I, I feel, I, I know the Lord is, is setting together the, the folks that He wants to be in this thing, and um, I, I feel like uh, I, I don't want just anybody coming in here anymore. I, these people need to be vetted. Seriously, because we're we're at that point today in the society. I, <laughs> I I just I, I don't trust anybody. I can't. I can't. I, I and I've proven a lot of people that are here for years now, and I and I know who they are, and and I know what they are, and I they know me, and they know what I am, and uh, but today uh, it's just it's pretty scary out there, guys, and I'm not deceived that we're going to get a reprieve. Uh, but the truth of the matter is this, is that um, it's time. And it's time because uh, basically I don't want to be casting my pearl before swine and dogs, as Jesus said, because they will turn and rend you. And, uh, and, I, and, and so I believe that needs to be, the pearls need to be cast before uh, honorable things. You know what I'm saying? And you know, and you know what the pearl is, right? We can talk about pearl of great truth, uh, pearl of great price, uh, but the pearls are Christians. 
We're, we're like what Peter says, we're the living stone, the only living stone. The only living stone that we have, gem, is, is a pearl, is a living stone. It's made in, in, in an oyster or, or, or mussel, right? Everything else is cut out of the, you know, coal or whatever and stuff like that. The church is different. It's a living stone. And Jesus said, don't cast me before dogs and pearls. And, and Peter tells you, defines what dogs and, and uh, pearls are, pigs are. Pig is, 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 a, is, a, is, a, is a, a false prophetess teaching woman by Peter, and the dog is a false preaching male. You know, and, and they'll, they'll go into the, uh, uh, the pigs will, will go walling into the Joyce Meyer. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, I, into the Meyer. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> just kidding. I'm sorry. I get on the outs with my very best friend because she just adores Joyce Meyer. Oh, I, I wanna, I'm not going to expose my cool. family, but... <laughs> But I, I, you watch her long enough, you'll hear stuff that's just absolutely, uh, uh, she, she mocks the Bible in some areas. I've actually heard it out of her own mouth. Yeah, I mean, just mocks it. One of the ones I saw. Do you think she knows she's doing it? I think what happens is that they get into the flesh, and so they act like what the flesh acts like, and they preach or teach like the act that the flesh will preach and teach. And, and she was mocking about tattoos. Yeah, I think I'm going to get one right here, you know, like this. And she w actually read the verse in, in Leviticus where it says you're not to mark your body for the dead and all that stuff like that. And uh, she mocked it. You know, that. I believe um, facelifts and that kind of foolishness is just as bad as tattoos. Yes. And she looks like jo the Joker. Uh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. I have said the now, same thing. I've never said, said that, that publicly. I said. Well, that, she does. She looks like the. Oh my God! Yeah. And when Christians are buying into this junk, about yeah, they are, and you have to look beautiful, and don't even get me started about Disney World. Oh, yeah, we we all agree. We're all here. Do you know I, I'm the only one in my family that has has not been to Disney World? I've not been there. No. And my my uh, son said, you know, Dad, you know, my, his wife, she's asked me, she was shocked the other day that, that he said, your dad never took you to Disney World? <laughs> well, when we were kids, <laughs> like, a, like on some cruel, you know, abuse or something like that. I said, I just don't know what it was. Just like the 5013. Yeah, we, when we were kids, we went to Disneyland. That was when Walt Disney was still alive. Yeah. Attractive, and see that goes back to, to Joyce Myers and all those guys. And um, who's Mr. Smile? What's his name? You miss Joel Osteen. Uh, anyways, uh, they uh, uh, they're deceived, and 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 that's what then that's the hardest thing that you're going to have to do. Uh, and I as I I encourage all these guys. If this is a Philadelphia church meeting, and uh, and basically uh, is that our job is this is yes try to find the few sheaves that have never been saved they're very few and that's the danger america has guys because like i said they have heard it yeah and you want to know some of the judgments like where paul says and some men's sins go on to judgment will in the hereafter 
it's going to be these guys that have, like Peter describes and Jude describes and Jesus describes, these false preachers, maybe saved, but have preached this, this prosperity gospel uh, and, and just rich and all the stuff like that. Those are your Balaamite preachers. They won't tell you what I just told you this morning. Yep, they won't tell you what I've told all you guys since the beginning. I've shut not to declare unto you the whole counsel of God, whether it was crazy, beyond whatever. I've, I've not shunned to declare unto you the whole counsel. Now, those guys, do you know what the horrible thing to me, out of all their judgment, they're going to get their just desserts. Was this, he said, Peter says, by whom, who they make merchandise out of you. They make merchandise while preachers go without. All right, these guys are, are mega million dollars, and basically the um, uh, P Peter says and said by whom? Oh, this is this is it. By whom? Uh, by the way of whom? Uh, the reason that truth shall be spoken evil of. By way? By whose way? By whom? The way of? Uh, I, why hack it up, Gary? Why hack it up? Let's do a. Quick search here. Joni, you got that at recall? <laughs> Reason. I want to type up that. That seems to be the key word. Uh, it's in Peter. Uh, Reason. By whom, by reason by whom the truth, the way of truth shall be spoken of. Second Peter, Second uh, Peter two two. Did I beat it? Did I did, did I beat AI? Okay, look what it says. And many shall follow their pernicious ways, by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. Second Peter two two. You get two two two. You're you're good. Second Peter two two. And, uh, and, and that's what happens. So now, now that you come back, you, you're the real deal. They don't, they don't laugh at you. They think you, you just want to get my, 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 uh, my, my, my wallet, my pockets. But now, God allows these men and women, and, and of course power corrupts. They, they've been seduced by money. Yep. Uh, but bring it to a local level. Because those people are so far above us in, uh, in the Hollywood realm. But on the local level, you believe that you're Saved, they're just believing that they're doing right. Yep, and and they're they're in the bab. Yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> you you want you want to know why? Okay, let me show you why. Do I have a Bible? Are are they not taking people to hell? Some of yes, yes. Because if you that's so why I keep recommending uh, Jeremiah because uh, basically uh, um, th this out of all the things, like I said, when you when you look at Jeremiah. Uh, you, you're going to see why Israel, which is running, America is running the same parallel with them. Uh, and you guys weren't here. Was it Friday? Who was I talking when I was talking about? The, you were here Friday when I was talking about how that uh, the people at that time said, wait a minute, we're Christian. We're Christian America. I was applying it where they said, Jeremiah said, the Lord told him, he said, don't, don't you tell them, do not say the temple, the temple. 
Do not say, tell those people, do not say, tell them, remember what I did to Shiloh. And Shiloh, people don't remember this, was where the Lord, when they first came into the, the, the promised land, the, the tabernacle of Moses, uh, uh, they, they, when they just crossed the land, they set up in Shiloh, a place called Shiloh, the tabernacle. And what happened to it? God destroyed it. Remember? I mean, you remember all the, the epic battles? They thought they'd take the ark off into the enemies. And what happened? The, it got stolen, yeah. And it didn't mean it lost its power because they put it inside the, the, the temple of their God. What happened to it? It fell down. Exactly. So, you know, God didn't lost his power, but he ain't, he ain't covering for you, man. He ain't, that's what he's telling me. Yeah, you ain't, I, I am not covering for you. And so anyways, with that said, he said, remember what I did to Shiloh? And, this, and what, that was a poor glimpse of what Jeremiah was telling God was going to do to the temple. And that's why I told people, God never asked David to build a temple. Never. But see, David had it in his heart. It was a good thing. And, and God said, okay, when David built it, he said, well, he, you know, Solomon had to build it. He said, David, you're not going to do it, but uh, Solomon will. And, and, he, and then they dedicated it. God accepted it. You dedicate anything to God. He'll accept it as long as it's something not wicked, of course. And so he did it. And as I keep telling people, but that temple got those Jews in a lot of trouble. It's what uh, got Jesus crucified. Wasn't that one of the final straws where he said, in three days I'll, I'll destroy this temple. In three days, that was, that was the, you know. And people are funny about that. And as we, as we grow a church, do not be deceived in your heart for one second that you're going to get people who are going to want to leave that kind of music that kind of singing, that kind of uh, palatial. Like, forget about it. I, I've already had, and, and these people, if, the Christian, it, it would shock you. Who was like this? Well, uh, you know, uh, do, do you have a youth group? You know, <laughs> you know, uh, I'll tell you, you wait. There wasn't a church building physically in church history until the third century. And so how we move ahead and how we, we go is, is, is something that needs to be prayed about, needs to be talked about. And I don't have any aversion to meeting a place, but once you start getting a piece of land, now you come to the tax issue, and at 503, it ain't happening. It is not happening. I think that it can, needs to be someplace where you can rent. Everybody pays their taxes, whatever they do personally and stuff like that, and, and we, we can do something like that. And I'm not so sure about hanging a shingle out so you have every dog and pig and devil come walking in and out of your place. I think you're opening. So it needs to be done the biblical way. Jesus, John uh, showed Peter, John the Baptist, who the Christ was, uh, I'm sorry, Andrew, and then Andrew went got Peter, and then Peter went and got James and John, is one by one. That is the safest way to build a church. Not going cold call today, man, on some door. Are you kidding me, man? Are you kidding me? There's no way. And I don't believe that verse actually says that. When Paul said we went house to house, door to door, he uh, it didn't say door to door, he said went to house to house. And constantly, what are they talking about? Because the church was in the house. Uh, if you ever seen those houses, how big they were? If you ever been to Israel and seen the ruins of a house, this would have been the house of a family of, it was unbelievable. Now you understand the guy when his neighbor came, hey, I need some bread. I got a neighbor who came like that. Oh, no, me and my family in bed. You know, <laughs> you've seen it before. You got the father, the mother. You got all the girls on, on her side. You got all the boys on her side. He'd have to get, <laughs> you know, leapfrog over each one of the kids and stuff like that. It was a, it was a chore. So when they had houses, they couldn't all meet in one place, and neither can we. 
but basically, uh, you know, houses are bigger today, and what we can find a place uh, big enough where we can meet privately. I mean, seriously, and then grow, and then as you know people, you feel people out, uh, you bring them. That's the way. It, that's how it should work. It's lifestyle evangelism, really, and uh, and that's how I feel it should always work. And then there's also accountability. Hey, ain't seen you. Where you been, Scott? Hey, you know I haven't seen you, Susan. Uh, were you all right, man? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, well, I'll be there tonight. Okay, all right, good, good. Oh, no, Susan, Susan, what happened? Oh, you know the kids, you know, and they're kind of like that. Okay, all right. I'll be there next week. <laughs> See what I'm saying? You can follow up, and it makes it very easier. People expect because they pay a pastor to do that, that to preach. He's to be given to two things, the Word of God and prayer. And that I, I, I do. Some people thought I was boasting, uh, I guess, a couple of weeks ago, that I sit in my in that thing like that. I'm telling you what I'm doing. I'm giving account of what I'm doing. I'm not boasting of anything like that, but that's what I do. And... Uh, you know, so, you know, that, that, that is. But you don't be discouraged, as it was in the days of Noah. Well, how many got saved in Noah's day? Seven. One was his own soul. It was his own family. All right? It was in the days of Lot. Well, how many got saved out of that mess? Him and his two daughters. Yeah, his wife didn't make it. She got halfway. Almost made it. Yep. And you know what's sad about this? Um, I, I wrote this down. When, when Lot was coming out of the place, um, uh, the angel said, Lot, this is it. You need to get your family, get them together. You got anybody in the city, go. And that's what Abraham was counting on, on the ten righteous. He figured with all the daughters that Lot had and the sons that Lot had and the sons-in-laws and the daughter-in-law, certainly Abraham figured to be ten. So when he went to his sons-in-laws and started talking to him, do you know what Lot's testimony was? Genesis 19, verse 14. And Lot went out and spake unto his sons-in-law, which married his daughters, see, sons-in-law, daughters, and said, Get up out of this place, for the Lord will destroy the city. But he seemed as one that mocked unto his sons-in-law. That's how good his testimony was. It was shot. 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 But what did Peter say about Lot? He said, Second Peter 2.6, In turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemn them with an overthrow, making them an example unto those that after should live ungodly. And delivered just Lot. Not just just Lot, but just Lot in a righteous way. Vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked. For that righteous man dwelling among them and seeing and hearing vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. So, but obviously, his sons-in-laws and his daughters-in-laws didn't get that message from him. They saw him in the gate. He was high and lifted up, prominent in the city. When a nitty-gritty come down to go testify, to try to get him right, try to get him in a Bible-leaving church and soul-winning church. <laughs> and they said, oh, are you crazy, man? Jesus come And this, hey, come on, man. What's happening to you? Oh, lot, man. I, I know. I thought you gave up drinking, man. Let me smell your breath, you know? Ah. Amen. Here's the story. <laughs> 
<laughs> Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> Amen. You've been listening to him in the door. He, Amen. Amen. How's Ronnie doing? <laughs> did, did you catch it where Biden said that if he's elected, uh, the number of hurricanes will go down, yeah. the number of fires will go down, and the number of tornadoes will go down? Yeah, HARP. Uh, they have that stuff. Um, that's like where they had uh, Dutch Sense had recorded um, DEW being used in California to start those fires. It's by satellite, the image they caught it, going up from the coast, I mean, shooting something from the coast, shooting, started the fires in Portland, in California. Yeah. Yep, and physically starting a fire with the gasoline and... But all I can tell you guys is that, you know, um, I want to dedicate uh, come um, November 11th. I mean, that, that's a rare opportunity, 400 years since the founding of this nation, the first legal document, the first legal governmental document, the Mayflower Conflict. That, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I told uh, Brother Johnny and, and uh, uh, Brother Glenn and Brother Johnny, you read my email, right? Uh, that I wanted to talk to them first, and um, and and basically, uh, and, and, and anybody's welcome in this thing, really seriously. But uh, I'm hearing a heart cry from people, your wife, um, others. They they want structure. They want something, and I want to be very careful. I want to be prayerful, but I know, but I know it's time. I know it's time to, to start, and um, and then I. But again, as I said before, I don't want it to be a conventional thing. Um, meaning, I'm not even sure we meet on Sunday. Seriously, I, I really feel the family has gone to pot, gone to seed, uh, because uh, they've robbed the one day that they need. I think we need to do it on, on extra times, maybe a Wednesday night for sure. Um, we talked about that in a Wednesday morning. I'm not sure, and, and I'm not sure. I, I don't know, but and, and like you said in your email. Um, is that I, I know your love for people and you try to please everybody, accommodate everybody, like you said. And, uh, and it's because I can't. And I know somewhere I have to draw the line, uh, but I, I don't, uh, I don't know what the answer is. When you draw that line, God's going to pull in the people he needs you to have. And you don't have to strive over that. If we're not involved in it, you know, it's okay. I don't blame you. No. Well, we have we have we we will have we will have like like I said. I, how how far are you from uh, the bridge when you cross over into Pensacola? Oh, yeah. Well, from that point of that bridge to my house, you're less than five minutes. You don't like. That. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
thing that we discuss in the end is do you hold it in confidence? But we feel the need to leave Pensacola yep. and, and, and find some place to fellowship in Milton yep. because of what may be coming. Yep. You know, we may not be able to get to get over that bridge. Yes. In the same county, in the same city. Yeah, well, I get it. I get it, guys. And that's why you call it a local church. Well, uh, what, what I'm saying is this is my desire, honestly, is to set up a, a true New Testament church, and it's called the Philadelphian Church. No, I know, but exactly, and, and I, I can respect that, but what I'm saying to you is that I'd be willing to come into Milton, and if you're willing to open your house or you had a like a garage or something, I, I don't care. Uh, to do something where we find a place to meet, um, uh, I'm, I'm willing to do that. You would come to Milton? Absolutely. My goal, no, no, listen, Johnny, tell tell them. My, 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 my goal, my goal, my goal is this, is to get, because what happens is we're, we're these people, uh, they, they know it's wrong what they're attending. I, I mean, you've seen the text messages. Would you be my pastor? And he's 900 miles away. Would you start a church? And, and it just, I have not had that liberty. Maybe, you know, for, for many reasons, but, but I, it's, they're starving. And I sh should have showed my news reports I was going to show you guys. But church is never going to be the same. And, and do you know that the, the numbers of people now are leaving what they call organized religion, organized churches? Do you know how many churches there in here in Pensacola? Churches? I can't imagine. How many churches? Just in, 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 in Pensacola. On Yelp, they had 250. And I asked the Lord, what in the world am I doing here? And I know this is where he wants me. And trust me, guys, there are times I've said to my wife, she's, I mean, I'm not going to lie to you guys, I said, we need to get out of this place. You know, what are we doing here? This is probably between here and Macon, Georgia, and there's one other place, oh, Fort Worth, are probably the most church-dense place. And, 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 and I, I just, and, you, and, and look at the crime, look at what's going on, how effective they are, and all that stuff like that. They need local churches true lights, true testimonies. And I, and what's special about what I see, if we're coming out of, we're supposed to come out of the Babylonian system, which is religious, which is economic, all right, and which is governmental, is that basically we have to have a place to go to. And I believe that once these, these messages that will be general, generic messages for people to, to hear, uh, bidding them, that we can bring them into, uh, through, the internet have a church in their own home and I could see and I would love to be able to John and I would be great to be able to see 12 15 25 people get set up in Arizona and then we take a trip out like they did in the book of Acts to go see how they're doing you guys travel along behind us you know and you guys too bring your trailer <laughs> you know Yeah. So and, and, and that's been that's always been my, my goal. 
and and basically we have to. I mean, so the only reason God has me here is basically search and rescue, and to quicken those here and set me up a base camp uh, to become like General Flynn says, digital soldiers, and that's the way we'll work. And uh, and yet I have not had liberty. Johnny knows this uh, to record these messages, and I'm not sure quite why until he opened a second thing, and then I realized a second website is that basically um, is to keep one site, philadelphianlabor.com, for the normies, the sheeples, only put certain things out there they can handle, but the inside through the Facebook on the Wix, the Wix is where, where the meat, because I, I, I don't want, I don't want to give the pearls of dogs and pigs. I, I don't want people to hear my material. I'll tell you what, you'll take some apostate preacher and we'll take them. Man, that's a, that's a great truth. And he'll go preach it and he'll go tell his people, I found this, you know. And he'll, he'll, he'll grow his church and, and you know, I, I, I think God wants that, doesn't want that. Like Jesus pulled his disciples aside and then he explained to them the parable of the sowers. You know what I'm saying? And he said, why do you speak to parables, Lord? He said, because unto you it's given to know the knowledge, but not them. And, and I feel like get that, that that's the thing. And I, I know people, I say this, and I, and I don't say the reason why, but that's why the Lord has not opened my mouth to speak out there because it has to be done in a certain way. And I think it needs to be brought in through people like us. And that's what we've seen what's happened, as I've said from the very beginning, that our messages should be recorded and sent out on um, WhatsApp, whereas that it's, it's communicated. I send it to you, you say to your friend, hey Cindy, get on WhatsApp. I'm going to send you this this great message our preacher preached and you'll you'll get a lot out of it. And then you send it to them. And that's the way it should go. And then she says, "Oh, I got to send this to my sister." You know, "Ah, oh, man, my brother would love this. He needs to hear this." That's the way it should go. Because once these people get on this internet, they become they even label them. I'm talking men like like Tom, Dr. Tom Horn, uh, Lynn Marzulli, they're calling them um, uh, Christian celebrities. So Christian we should, celebrities. Exactly. And so that's the thing, and this group here would be a base. I don't think and don't care whether it has two or three or four or five. The biggest thing is this man right here being the key man to help me record the messages and get out. I need a lot of people. I need a lot of help. And as a pray about this, Gary. Unless God stops us, we're leaving for what, two to three months in January, or the end of January. No, that's it. But you got to have a home base. you got to have a local church. Amen? I mean, seriously, when... When I commit this thing on October, uh, November, 7, uh, November 11th, for the first time in history that I know of since <laughs> 90 AD, there's actually going to be a church movement, maybe. And that's not what I'm looking for. I'm not looking for great things, but a church movement born out of a very title of a church that's in the Bible. And all the churches in the Church of Revelation, and I keep harping on this, you got your Catholics, the Church of Thyatira. Those are your Thyatirians. Then you got your Protestants. Those are your Sardis, Sardians. And then you got your Laodiceans. Those are all your Joel's, Joel's, all that stuff. Exactly. But then you have your Philadelphians, the Church of Jesus Loved. And that's why that's why I keyed on that. And like I said, I got tagged that in nineteen or two thousand and two thousand that they they, uh, they they said I told you the story when I took that Laodicean church and boy, it was a 
mess, man, a mess. And uh, and one great preacher who was a good friend of mine, Dr. Ballou, or he called up a good friend of mine, Dr. Jack Patterson, man, what's going on with Brother Chris, man? Man, there's a ruckus going on there. Well, I had a Calvinist in the church splitting it up. No, serious. And I had Deacon uh, and his wife was in positions that were trying to run everything. And uh, and uh, and, he's, and Dr. Uh, Jack Patterson said, good friend of mine, he said, he said, let me tell you about about Gary Crisp. He said, he is a Philadelphia preacher preaching to Laodicean Church. It stuck. He was right. How right was he? So, anyways. Um, on a different note, just if you all aren't watching, um, three days ago, the National Weather Service was saying that we'll be impacted by a tropical storm. They're talking about the entire yeah. coast. Yep. Then they said maybe it'll be a class one, but it'll immediately drop down to a tropical storm. The last thing I heard before we left is it'll be a class two halfway through Alabama. And now instead of seeing 30 mile an hour gusts, we're looking at 50 to 60 mile an hour gusts. So they're just changing the entire horizon closing today at 6 o'clock. For real? Yeah, so you haven't done all your preparations. You don't have very long. That's where we're going right now. Okay. Love you, too, sister. You, you too, brother. And, I, and I'm with you about people being around a bunch of people. <laughs> I'm with you. I understand that well.